<coughs> Greetings, young ones or old ones. There is no age limit to the world of podcasting. Welcome to chapter 115 of uh, Anecdotes of a Caucasian Gent. I hope you're well. I hope you enjoy your stay. Uh, if you're new, great to have you here. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. It's just like a hotel. You know, you check in once in a while. You, you know, like there's that there is no complimentary chocolates on your bed, but it's. I hope you have a nice visit. You know what I mean? The, the, yes, we're only man for one hour. Okay, it's not really like a hotel. I'm trying to stretch out this analogy or this this metaphor. It's not working. Um, podcasts are nothing like hotels. The only thing they have in common is you can rate them, uh, and that's it. <laughs> um, I said no. I actually stayed in a five star hotel in Sydney. I don't know why. Like, I, I, my Zach, my tour manager was like, "Yeah, this is all I could find." I was like, "Really?" In the whole of Sydney, all you could find was a five star hotel. And by the way, that's not a flex. I'm not doing well. We can't afford that. I don't think it was even that expensive. I think we somehow got a sweet deal for some reason, and it was just like the cost of a regular hotel, or maybe we got upgraded rooms. I don't really get it. Or maybe we got the cheapest room at a five-star hotel. I'm not really sure how it works, but... Man, it was nice. There was two bathrooms. I've never had that in a hotel room. Because that's the... I don't know, people might be rich who listen to this, you know, but I've never stayed in a hotel with two bathrooms. To me, that's a house. If you have two bathrooms, it's like, ooh... Nice house. Some apartments don't even have two bathrooms, right? So I was, I was like, in this hotel room, there was two bathrooms. We had a, Zach and I had a bathroom each. We, we were both had like a queen bed each. They left compliment. Oh yeah, where do I was? Complimentary. I'm trying to. Those, those a bunch of stuff. Those complimentary chocolates. I just don't want to get it wrong. Those chocolates, mousse, complimentary mousse. That's insane. Uh, there was complimentary apples, milk. Uh, complimentary... There was another weird thing. Oh, yeah, cheese and crackers. We got there, and they were like, oh, would you like your welcome pack? It's complimentary. And we are like, okay. And they bought up cheese and crackers with, like, a, this vanilla mousse and chocolate mousse. And, and, I, and, like, I was like, I don't even really like cheese, dude. Like, not on a cracker. I'm, I'm so white that I'll just have a cracker by myself. Like, I don't even need dip. I'll eat raw dog and Savoy's. I don't care. People used to judge me back in the day when we were doing the Savoy thing on the radio and I always filmed myself eating Savoy's. People used to be like, I can't believe you're just throwing them down raw with no dip or anything. And I was like, man, sue me. What do you... I don't care. It's how I like... Why, why do people care how other people eat? Leave me alone and let me raw dog my bickies by myself. Thank you. God, who's who's bloody who's using protection when it comes to savory bickies? You know? Dip is dips are the condoms of the savory world. <laughs> if you're putting putting a French onion, it's like, yeah, you know, your stomach probably won't get pregnant, but you're not getting that raw dog experience. Um, you're not getting that veiny bicky down your gob. <laughs> It's so stupid. Um, Look at me. I start off the podcast by trying to compare podcasts to hotels 
and then two minutes later, I'm comparing eating bickies without dip to fucking without a condom. <laughs> oh, man. Do you ever just, like, laugh at shit for no reason? I did this Instagram story, like, during the week, and, um, oh, it was so funny. I just couldn't stop laughing. I do that all the time. I just get the giggles, and I don't even know what I'm laughing at. Like, I saw a bunny, right? <laughs> this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I was, I was like, in my court, right, and uh, I just parked my car. I was about to go to my house, and... There was this, like, bunny rabbit, because obviously I live in the city, right, in Diamond City, and there's always heaps of rabbits and wildlife that you see in the city. And there was a bunny rabbit just on this rock, and it was looking at me, and then it just went, like, I swear it went, even though rabbits don't really make sounds, I swear I heard a rabbit go, (laughs) it wasn't like a, I'm not going to exaggerate, because it wasn't crazy, it was just a rabbit, and I swear it went, Again, every time I think about this, I can't stop laughing. Because that's the funniest shit. Like, I, I spend all year writing stand-up, writing jokes in videos. I spend a lot of my life trying to produce humorous content. But there's nothing funnier to me than a rabbit just on a rock going... <laughs> so, right, there's this rabbit on a rock, and it's sitting there, it looks at me, and it goes... And then it just jumps off the rock, and then, like runs into another rock, like there's an opposing rock at the other side of the driveway. It's looking, right, and it's running, and then she goes, boom, hits the other rock, and then goes, again, and then runs away. Funniest shit I've ever seen. A rabbit jumping off a rock and then running straight into another rock. That's comedy. You know, say what you want about, you know, Seth Rogen films and stuff. I I think there's a lot of great comedy content out there in the world, but, you know... I would give that rabbit 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a good a, a good narrative from start to finish. That's a good comedy narrative. Those twists and turns. I went, and then I was like, oh, what's going to happen next? Jumped off the rock. I was like, no way. I've never seen a rabbit jump off a, j- jump off a rock before, right? I, I, I was like, it was a high rock as well. So I was like, is this a suicidal rabbit? I didn't know rabbits could take that fall. They're kind of like cats. They can just fall off everything and just... Like, it was a, probably a... Uh, when I say rock, it was like a boulder. You know, I would say maybe almost a metre off the ground, the top of the boulder. It was on, like, a landscaping ledge of a driveway as well. So it had another, you know, kind of extra 30 centimetres to it. The rabbit jumped off. It didn't look like it was affected by the by the drop of the rock at all. I wish, man. I'd have to bend my legs if, if I jumped off that. It was something that might even affect me, you know? But yet, this I just rabbit was just... As soon as it left it for like a split second, because I was already laughing at the rabbit going, and, right, and then I thought, oh no, maybe that was a cry for help. And I, now I'm just watching a rabbit trying to end it all off this like high ledge. And for, for about a second I went, oh no, I, I could have talked the rabbit down from the ledge, but instead I was laughing at it going, and, and, and yeah, imagine if that was just like, you know, in Rabbit, he was just, like, doing a Ned Kelly, and maybe, means such is life, or something like that, and he, and he was just, you know, I, I, who knows what's ever going on about, in a Rabbit's head, but it's hard to tell, but, you know, it, it made me rethink if I should just start laughing hysterically at Rabbits if they make funny noises, you know, but then it hit the ground, and it was okay, and I was like, oh, I, I, I you know, did a massive sigh of relief, and then, 
Uh, and then the rabbit started running at full pace at the rock and again, and I was like, oh, it is a suicidal rabbit. The, this, this rabbit did... Maybe it was a cry for help. And then the rabbit just like... <clears throat> like head bumped itself into the other rock and it was so flustered because it, it was kind of dark but I thought rabbits could see in the dark I don't know maybe I need to duck duck go that can rabbits see in the dark because I'm still trying to work out if this rabbit was suicidal or not can rabbits see in the dark um duck duck go alright um so duck duck go just takes a while here we go uh, <laughs> rabbits eyes are adapted to being able They can see in half light um, conditions. Okay, so maybe it was a half suicidal rabbit. Uh, <laughs> the point is, it was so funny, man. It was so funny. And I was just watching this rabbit go from, oh, is that a cry for help? To, oh, no, it's God, thank God, I'm still laughing. And then it starts running to the rock. I was like, oh, it's suicidal again. Then it hits the other rock. And I was like, oh, or maybe it was a suicidal rabbit, but it just failed twice. And then it just ran away. Anyway, it was so funny. <laughs> I don't think it was a suicidal rabbit. You know what? It, you know what I, think? I think it was a stupid rabbit. It was just a silly rabbit. A silly bunny, man. And nothing funnier in life than a silly bun. Um, so yeah, thank you to that rabbit, and I know that rabbit probably doesn't think that it's affected my life in any way, but it made my whole day. So anyway, um, what was I talking about? Being in a five-star hotel. Oh yeah, this podcast is... (laughs) sucks. (laughs) People every week go like, oh, this is the highlight of my week. I get messaged all the time going, man, I can't wait every Monday when, when you drop a new podcast... Highlight of my week. Oh yeah, you clearly haven't haven't had a great week. You clearly haven't seen any rabbits jumping off ledges. Because I tell you what, that's better than this podcast. Yes, hearing me describe it, that's great. But seeing it in person, nothing beats a live a live rabbit hop. Um. Uh, but thank you for for coming back every week, and um, you know I'm glad this this podcast is the highlight of some of your weeks, uh, although I, I pity you. <laughs> um, Alright, what was I talking about? Hotels. Yeah, so I was sitting in this five-star hotel, and man, it was cool. Like, we'd, we'd leave the room, and I don't know how they knew we'd left. We left the room to go to the show, and I did my show in Sydney, came back later that night after the show, and they'd, like, redone all the beds, because uh, me and Zach had a nap before the show, right? And then they read all the beds, they put, like, new towels in the thing, and like it only been like four or five hours, and then they put a new complimentary chalky on the bed, and like they just and that stuff is quite common, like you know redoing the bed and stuff. But they put like all this weird stuff, like you know like a bo- bottle of water, but the bottle of water just had gold on it, like like not real gold, but just like it was. It's like they were trying so hard to be fancy. They redecorated everything. There was a complimentary iPad and a complimentary iPhone that came with the room. Like, not you could take it away, but you could use the complimentary iPad or iPhone when you were staying at the hotel. It was so weird. It was just one of the, like, one of the weirdest, like, it was nice, but it was it was good, in, but it was in a weird way. Anyway, so that was my five-star hotel experience. I've been living like a goddamn king, this tour. I've been in the bloody Virgin Lounge, five-star hotels. Who am I? 
I'm used to slumming it in, on Tiger and then going straight to an Airbnb. That Like last year in Sydney, I remember the toilet didn't have enough leg room to take a shit in it. I was with Joseph Greenrat, and he was in. He's kind of he's quite tall. He's another comedian, and he went to take a crap in in my, my my Airbnb toilet, and he he was like, and I had to do it too. He's like, man, I couldn't fit my legs. I had to sit sideways on the toilet. Oh wait, I've just knocked shit behind me. Ah, I knocked my ukulele over. I got new things in the background. I'll go through that in a sec. Anyway, so he's like. He's like, had to. you have to imagine, right? So you know how you sit normally on a toilet, facing the front. And a toilet is designed to fit your butt in a comfortable manner. Now, imagine moving 90 degrees on that toilet, sitting completely like this. I had to shit sideways for an entire weekend. That's like at least two sideways poos that I did in Sydney last year. Because that's what I could afford. And then I go to five stars this year. It's too much of a gap, ladies and gentlemen. Try and, in life, try and, try and ease up. I went from zero to a hundred in a year. And it's not because I'm the tour is going better. It's just weird that we booked a five-star hotel for some reason. We still stayed in an Airbnb in Newcastle and uh, Wollongong. But, man, Sydney, whoo-hoo, high-rolling. I felt like... I felt like a rock star um, with my complimentary moose and my complimentary chockies. I was like, is this how Bon Jovi lives? He just lives off complimentary moose and raw dog and crackers without dip. This is a rock star lifestyle. Um, man, I can't believe I just acted out me sideways shitting on a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. So, what else happened? What do, I, what do I want to talk about this week? I forget what I was even going to talk about now. Um, oh, okay. I had this lady come up to me, right, um, after a gig. It was on Tuesday, right, at the Comics Lounge. And I just did the regular kind of stuff. was trying a bit of new stuff um, for, for the show. Uh, some of it went great. Some of it went average. But then, you know, that's how... That's, the, that's, that's what trying new stuff is all about. You know, you never know how it's going to go. And the and, and, and like yeah, I had a pretty good set overall. I was happy with it. And um, afterwards, a lady came up to me. She was maybe about fifty years old. Uh, and she came up to me. And I could when you you can tell what people are gonna say just by their body language. She walked over to me, and it was gonna be negative. I just saw her. She's like, "Hi, Luke. I want to speak to you." And no one has ever said to a stranger, "Hi, I want to speak to you," and has then given you praise. No one's ever been like, hi, is Luke, yeah, I, I, I want to speak to you. I thought you were great. I just loved it. No, There's never followed by anything complimentary. I want to speak to you is followed by, I was offended. You can't say that. I didn't like this because I'm dead inside. That's what I, I want. Hey, Luke, I want to speak to you is always followed by. And it's only happened a couple of times that I was like, this will be great, right? And it was awesome because my parents were there, right? And I was like, this will be good. Because I know she's going to be like... Because yeah, what what the old women always say is... I've had it before. I've had old women say, your mum would be so ashamed. Blah, blah, blah. You're like... You know, like... And by the way, if anyone's seen my jokes, they're not that bad at all. Like, I'm not an edgy comedian. So, I just want to say that. If you had never seen my stand-up before, it's not very edgy stuff. I'll, I'll drop the... 
I'll drop the occasional, I'm not, not, I'll just drop a regular fuck. You know what I mean? I will swear on stage. I might make a couple of jokes that are a bit risque, but they're often so silly. Like, I have a 9-11 joke in my show this year, but it's so silly that if you're offended by it, really, like, (laughs) the only person who would be offended by it is if you were directly affected by 9-11. Then anything on the... I'm sure if you saw a painting on it, you'd be a bit triggered. But that's the only thing. Like, it's so silly. It's probably the... I've told other comedians, now. like, that is the silliest, like, joke about 9-11 I've ever heard. It's it's so... <laughs> anyway, and by the way, I didn't even do that joke at the Comics Lounge. I wouldn't even do that joke at a room. I'd only ever do that at my show, really. Um, but anyway, so I just did the regular set, and there's one joke I did which... Look, if you were like, if you had a stick so far up your butt your entire life and you were that uptight and you are walking around every day and like, fucking seeing like shit, man, like, oh, I'm offended or whatever, like, maybe you'd be like, oh, that that bothers me, that joke. But to, to actually walk up, so the joke, I don't want to spoil the joke because a lot of people haven't seen my show yet. I've still got a lot of shows on the tour to go. But it's a joke, people, for people who have seen it so they know which one I'm talking about, it's, uh, I'm talking about airbags, and then I reference uh, Princess Diana in the joke. And if, if you have seen the joke, you'll know which one I'm talking about. If you haven't, then great, you'll see it at the show. Um, look, there, there's a joke that I do. It's it's, fu- it's a fucking banger joke, by the way. And um, it's one of my favourite jokes of the show. And I knew straight away what she was going to say. So she came up, she's like, hey, look, I'd like to talk to you. I was like, oh, this is fucking good, right? And it was great. My mum and dad were sitting right there, so if she pulled, like, the Your Parents Will Be Ashamed card, I'd just drag bloody Shaz over and be like, hey, this is my mum. She's not ashamed. She's really proud of me. Next. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my, my parents were there, and they were there with their friends, which means, like, that's the thing. Like, it's so funny to me that other people... Um, comment on, like, just stuff like that, like, like she, she she was so, she was she didn't think she was being rude, this woman, but she was so invasive, firstly, she got really close to me, and she started touching me, which I felt, I was, like, really uncomfortable with, right, I'm standing there with my girlfriend, my parents, and there's this 50-year-old woman, she just starts, she puts her hand on mine, and she's like, Luke, we need to talk, and I was, I was trying to fucking lose it, right? She was maggoted off her brain. She was so drunk. You can tell she was lonely. And uh, she was like, now, I, I, I thought you were fine tonight. I did. I That was fine. But what I wanted to say was, um, and I was like, just fucking snap to it, love. I know you didn't like the Princess Diana joke. But I... I had to sit through 10 minutes. I, I, I heard this woman out for 10 minutes, partly because I was like, I need someone to talk about my podcast this week, so thank you. Um, and secondly, it was just a good good laugh at the time. She was really drunk and I wasn't, and that was amusing me. So, she comes up, yeah, she, she starts saying all this stuff. She's like, I just, I work in uh, care, I do public speaking for a living, and she goes, some of the things you said tonight, I felt very uncomfortable with. And then she goes, to be honest, I thought some of your performance was really cringy. And she goes, I just, you know, and then, and she was touching me and stuff, and, and she's like, I just think some, you're very cringe on stage. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're, you're cringing at a comedy performance, which went pretty well, by the way. The other 400 people were like, oh, good, I like your jokes. Right? You're cringing at that, 
But I'm cringing at a 50-year-old woman by herself, fucking blind drunk on a Tuesday night, touching a 22-year-old, half her age, right? Telling, trying to fucking save him. That's, that's making me a little cringe, okay? That's making me wince, you know? It's like, slightly go... I sound like the rabbit. I was like... <laughs> oh, man. It was so funny. So then she went on for like... I'm not going to repeat what she said because it was, went for 10 minutes. She tried to go into my childhood. Um, she was like... And either way, I was nothing but nice to her. I, wanna stre- I can't stress this enough. I was so nice to her. My dad afterwards was like, I'm really proud of the way you handled that. And he's a primary school teacher, right? He was like, he was like, you really handled that well. That <laughs> Whatever. Like, she was clearly nuts. And um, it was great, man. And then... And she was like, I, I was a, I was like, were you, because I just, I couldn't be fuck talking her anymore. So I was like, she hadn't got around to what she was trying to say. I was like, what were you offended at? And she was like, I wasn't offended, but I didn't like, I'm like, you were offended. And she goes, okay, well, I, I was offended. At, she goes, I think it's, I just think some of the stuff you're saying, it's, you know, because you're young. And it's like, and she goes, oh, look, I think you need to rewrite some of your jokes. She goes, I'd recommend you just rewrite most of that. And I was like, sorry, have you ever done comedy before? And she was like, no, but I've done seven years of public speaking. I speak regularly from my work. I was like, but you've never done stand-up comedy before. I'm like, I've done fucking, I've done fucking oral presentations before. I sucked at it. You know what I mean? Oh, I can deliver in front of fucking boring PowerPoint. Yeah, everyone can deliver a fucking PowerPoint. It's called your job. Like, and she was, anyway, it was great. I don't want to get too into it, but, um... I was trying not to like be rude, and I was just, I was smirking a lot, and and I, I was you know like again I I laugh easily if you haven't already worked that out. So when she starts blindly drunk telling me how offended she was, and I'm really biting my tongue here. I was like uh huh uh huh, and then I was like to her, and, she, and it, she, it just stumped her. I was like I was like you know what, I'm. I'm honestly like, I'm like, you must have a great life. And she goes, oh, no, well, you know, um, she's like, I do. I'm like, I can tell because if you have time to be offended at something, then that's great. And she, and she she was so, that's what triggered her. She was so triggered that she was trying to save me. She thought, oh, there's this young boy and she's, you know, he's telling her some slightly edgy jokes on stage. I can save him. And what bothered her was me, like, just relinking her to I don't give a fuck dot com. Like and she, and her just her she couldn't compute why why her her words were not getting through to me and it's because I don't care <laughs> and that's fine and 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 that's the thing I was like she was like but aren't you worried that I'm offended and I was like not at all I'm like that's great I was like that's fine you can be offended I was like I, I was like that's awesome like great that you um. You know, you're passionate about about Princess Diana or whatever. I'm like, that's great. And I was like, but there's a lot of people who weren't offended, and that's also fine. And that's nothing happens. I'm offended. Sick. <laughs> Go watch um Steve Hughes. He's a comedian. There's a great bit on it, and and it's one of my favorite things. It's just like if you have time to be offended at anything, you have a great life. I, I envy you. You have a... I mean, I don't... That's the thing. That's why I don't get offended at anything. Because I have a fucking... I have a fucking awesome life. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, no, well, that's the thing. I'm just busy. I'm too busy to be offended. Like, I'm like... But if you have time to be like, that offends me. It's like... Great. Fucking, I'm glad you have the time in your day to think about that. 
And and the, it fucking really bothered this lady, and she just gave up. And then she goes, "I think you should rework that." And before she left, I wanted her to know that I was like, "I just want you to know that I'm, I'm like, I'm, I like, I really appreciate the feedback." But I'm like, I just let you know, I'm, I'm actually not gonna change the joke. I'm really happy with it, and, and it's a good joke. Um, and yeah, but I was like, "Thank you for coming," and I hope you had a good night and stuff. And 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 it, it fucking because I was being so polite to her and so reasonable, it really took her back. I think she thought. I was going to be like, either go, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, or me go, fuck you. She was going for one of those two things, and I just was, like, rational, and I was like, of course, that's totally fine. She she couldn't believe that maybe... Like, it's so funny when people think you're something because they watch you on stage. She, she like... She was trying to go into my childhood. She's like, so tell me about your upbringing. I think some of the things you say on stage stems from quite a privileged upbringing. And I was like, and then I, tr- and I was like, oh, of course. I was like, I'm very privileged. I'm like, you should check out my podcast, Memoirs of a White Guy. Fuck, I talk about Specky McGee frequently. Um, and, and she's like, right, right. She goes, and what are your parents? I was like, oh, they're just here, actually. You can meet them. Um, and I introduced them. And I was like, prime school teacher. My mum works in retail. And she, and she couldn't fucking... It was triggering her so much because... I was just being so reasonable and I had counterpoints to everything she was saying. And I was like, man, I've done this dance before. You're fucking eight cans deep on a Tuesday and I know how to handle you. And man, it was bizarre. So if, if you, like, and this, I mean, the reason I'm talking about it is because A, it was very, it was kind of funny, but um, B, yeah, if, like, don't, don't be that person. <laughs> because it, not that I was particularly bothered by it, but maybe someone who, I think the first time someone did it to me after the show, I was a bit bothered by it, and I, t- and I took it a heart a bit. And then, and so I think now it doesn't. But, um, yeah, don't be that person. Like, I, I would say I would strive to be the the type of person who, if you go to a comedy show, you're probably not going to agree with everything that's been said. Um, and that's that's great. It, comedy is supposed to challenge your thoughts, it's supposed to challenge your beliefs. You don't have to fucking leave the show going, I agree with everything. I went to see Jim Jeffries uh, last year, and I didn't necessarily agree with everything he said, but I fucking lost my mind laughing at it, because it's a joke. And that's another thing. Those are, this will be my last thing I'll say about this. She was like, oh, but you shouldn't say stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, and she goes, she goes, it's it's disgusting. Uh, she goes, I'll be honest. I think it's disgusting that you think some of those things. And I was like, I don't think that. It's a joke. And I was like, I pointed at the the fucking thing on the wall that said comedy club, like it said comic lounge. And I was like, see, it's we're we're actually doing this conversation in a comedy club, so it's a joke. And that's one thing that people can't get through their fucking brain holes. You know what I mean? Like, whatever they're fucking absorbing from they set, they ignore the fact that it's a joke, and they take away from it what they want to take. They, they take away from it, oh, he stinks that. And it's like, no, I think that'll get a laugh. <laughs> and it fucking did. So, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. it's and it, and it was so frustrating having that going over the same thing with her and her not fucking being out of computer. It was incredible, actually, to watch. And I was just like, knock, knock, fucking... Like, if I... I would like, it almost has to be like, knock, knock. Well, who's there? It's a... It's a who? It's a fucking joke. Get a life. Um, man, it was good. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened on Tuesday. Uh, it's offending old women. So, if, you, if you're over 50 and you're a big fan of Princess Diana, thank you, don't come to my show. Um, <laughs> and that's not even that much of a bad joke. Um, so... 
yeah, man, uh, the show's going well. Yeah, I'm keen. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Melbourne starts uh, this week. So, yeah, get on that shit. Start Wednesday night. It's my birthday show. So if you haven't got tickets yet to the Wednesdays or Thursdays during the festival, that'll mean a lot because the weekends are filling up. Um, all right, what do I talk about next? Okay, I wanted to talk about... I was reading an article about this... Oh, it was amazing. It was about this Flat Earth Expedition. So, a bunch of flat earthers uh, are going to Antarctica. I'll just read the article, right, so I don't get um, doing anything wrong. It said, Conspiracy theorists are heading to the end of the world in a bizarre trip to prove the earth isn't a sphere. So, the, and it's called, The Flat Arthurs plan to travel Antarctica by boat to find, frozen bar- to find the frozen barrier they believe marks the edge of our world. Why do they call themselves Flat Arthurs? Or is that just a typo from news.com? Flat Arthurs. Oh, I think that's a typo. Yeah, okay, that's definitely a typo. They've written Flat Arthurs. Um, the supposed... Sorry, right, this is what's happening. And it's very funny to me because... Look, believe what you want to believe about the flat earth. Fuck, if you think we're living on a fucking disc, then great. Uh, if you think we're living in a ball, then you're correct. Um, <laughs> no, nah, to be honest, whatever you think, that's fine, man. Like, uh, I, I never care about what people believe in. People are like, oh, he's a freak, he believes in flat earth. It's like, cool, man. He's clearly got a lot of time on his hands, or he or she, or whatever, right? Girls can have opinions too. <laughs> that's rude that I said he. Um... But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's crazy to me that um, people care. Not It's not crazy to me that people think there's a flat earth. It's crazy to me that other people care what people think. I don't have the time of my day. If someone was like, like Logan Paul was like, fucking, he's on this flat earth documentary. He's like, oh, I might be a flat earther. And everyone's like, oh, Logan Paul's crazy. And I was like, you just realized that now? Uh, uh, Japan? Uh, suicide forest? Ring any bells? Ring-a-ling-ding! Filmed a dead body and put it on YouTube. And everyone's like, Now what? He's a flat earther? That's crazy. (laughs) The dude was tasering dead rats after that. The dude's nuts. That's why he has 18 million subscribers. That's why people watch his content. Because 13-year-olds don't realise what a crazy person is. Hence, why pedophiles are a thing. I'm not calling Logan Paul a pedophile. I'm saying that young people are impressionable and get put into vans easily. But that's not... (laughs) And Logan Paul's content is the equivalent of getting put in an intellectual van. Um, (laughs) He offers them candy like, I spent $50,000 on a Rolex. And young kids are like, oh my god, that's so cool. And then you grow up and you're like, fucking cool flex, dude. Give money to charity, you piece of shit. Um, Nah, look, Logan Paul... You know what? I'm not anti-Logan Paul. I think I used to be. I think I used to talk a lot of trash about him and whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll talk smack about anyone. Why? Because I'm a white boy with a podcast. That's my duty in society. What? Talk unnecessary smack about someone who deserves it. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man. Like, Logan Paul, he seems... He seems, uh... I'm not going to say grounded, but he seems quite level-headed and I think he knows what he's doing. 
even when he was doing all that crazy shit, he was trying to villainize himself, obviously, and he was he knew what what was up. He's definitely very self-aware, and he gets I would say he gets unnecessary hate because either man, I love his podcast. His podcast is awesome. Um, it's one of the best podcasts out there going around. And if, and if you're like, oh no, it's not because it's Logan Paul, it's like you haven't even listened to it then because it's really entertaining. He has great guests on. They talk about interesting shit. It's just a good podcast. Um, no matter what you think of the dude, but um, yeah, man. So so <laughs> a lot of people are calling him crazy because he's made this flat Earth documentary. And then I also read this article on News.com, so I wanted to talk about it. Um, the article goes on to say the supposed ice wall is said to be several hundred meters thick, towers fifty meters high, and surrounds the entire planet. It's not fucking Game of Thrones. It's Earth. Dude, we're not in Westeros. <laughs> I'll I'll give you that. Westeros may be flat, right? But that's a that's a fictional world. <laughs> Middle Earth. Yeah, fair enough. You could have if you were a flat Middle Earther, I'd be like, man, might check out. Never read the Lord of the Rings properly. Only seen the films. Not once in The Hobbit did it suggest that Middle Earth was round. Uh, but but on Earth, look. This is what amuses me about it, because either way, <laughs> these people are going to get a result. <laughs> now, I am of the belief, this is my personal opinion, I am of the belief because of science and facts, the Earth, in my opinion, is a big old ball. Just a, We're living in a nice little sphere, and that makes sense in my head. But, I could be wrong. <laughs> Unlikely, but I could be wrong. And that would would blow my fucking mind, first of all, blow a lot of people's minds, but also, man, you'd you'd feel like a goose. You know what I mean? If if like everyone's like, oh flood earthers are stupid, and it's like, alright, they probably are. It's most likely, of course, that they are. But <laughs> imagine like the 0.1% possibility where these dudes are just like, nah, trust me, we're right. And then they proved it. This is what amuses me about this trip. Conspiracy theorists are heading to the end of the world to prove that the Earth isn't flat. So they're going there 100% expecting to find a 50 meter ice wall <laughs> all around the world. Like, it's the fucking Truman Show. Like, this shit, like, we're just living in a dome. They think we're living in a snow globe. But... What amuses me is they'll get there, right? This is what's most likely going to happen. Just based off science. They're going to go there, and they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going. They're going to get on the other side of the world. They're going to come around again, and they're going to be like... They're going to do an entire fucking loop, and they're going to be like... Fuck. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, alright. We've devoted our lives to this, and we've just proven ourselves wrong. <laughs> What are we going to do? It's like in those situations where you know you've completely fucked up, but you've got time. Like, they'll be out in the middle of the ocean. They've got time to, like, come up with a lie or an excuse or an explanation. So they'll just be, like, round a table going, right, so there's, there's no ice wall. <laughs> Our calculations were a bit off. But <laughs> who's good at Photoshop? <laughs> Darren, you, you were good at Photoshop. You Photoshop your kids into that holiday picture a few years back. Do you back yourself with an ice wall? And it Googles, 
Game of Thrones season finale, and then he comes up with the dragon, right? And he goes, right, let's Photoshop out that dragon fucking blowing it down, right? Get Jon Snow out of the shot. We'll put it near a fucking penguin. <laughs> and everyone will be like, oh, that's Antarctica, right? Because it's got fucking happy feet next to it, doing a little tap to Queen. And then people will be like, checks out, the earth is flat, these dudes are right all along. This is that's what amuses me about the whole thing is it's I these people are nuts. Not because they believe the earth is flat. These people are nuts because they wholeheartedly believe it and are also willing to prove themselves wrong. I hope there's a few self-aware ones on this trip that are really going there open-minded and are also going to be like, well, great, now the Earth is... Uh, I, I know for a fact now the Earth is a sphere and I can stop... I can do other shit with my life. For, for the people... I honestly think it's great for these people because even though you might be like, oh, that's such a massive waste of time going to Antarctica to find out if the Earth is flat or not, to find the end of the world... I agree, that is a waste of time. But what's more of a waste of time is devoting your entire life to it and then dying not knowing. <laughs> it's better for these people to do like a you know a month-long trip to Antarctica. They go, oh, well, I'm a fucking idiot. And then they can continue on with their life and get a job and contribute to society. So, um, yeah, man. It says next year's incredible... Uh, so next year's incredible trip... Uh, the details of which are being kept under wraps. Ooh, I wonder why. Because they don't want people to find out when they realise they're fucking wrong. Is being organised by Flat Earth International Conference. Even YouTube star Logan Paul wants to join the expedition so he can find the facts behind the bonkers theories. <laughs> Dude, if he's, if he's your, like, celebrity endorsement, <laughs> you're struggling. You know what I mean? Ooh, you're struggling. Because Scientology have Tom Cruise. <laughs> if all you've got is Logan Paul, maybe you maybe you are bonkers. I don't know. If you, can, if you can't even get an A-lister, if you can't get a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie on board, then maybe, then just maybe, it, uh, you might, might need to reconsider the whole dome theory. Um... That's so funny to me. I read this other thing in an article that said, this is another, they've got another celebrity endorsement. Not someone uh, who you'd particularly, who's known for their academic achievements. Uh, NBA player Shaquille O'Neal proclaimed, our home planet is flat, saying that <laughs> when he drives from Florida to California, it seems flat to me. <laughs> Checks out, man. I've driven a... Adelaide before, alright, and I was like, oh yeah? <laughs> no, n not much curvature in the road. <laughs> Checks out. How even long is it? Um, the DuckDuckGo have maps? Because I don't want to use the G word maps. DuckDuckGo. Maps at DuckCo. Oh my god, DuckDuckGo have maps. Oh my god. Okay, no they don't. <laughs> Hang on. I think they do. Duck, duck, go. Where is it? Do they have maps on Duck, duck, go? Because I really don't want to. No, they don't. I'm just going to look up drive time from Florida to California. Luke, would it be quicker to Google Maps this? Absolutely. Do I have the time for Google's search results? No, I don't. Um, 
Okay, it's 39 hours and 42 minutes from Florida to California. So it's over the other side of the country. I didn't know that. But still, hard to tell in a car over 39 hours if you're going... Look, I assume Shaq was joking. You've got to assume that's a joking. Because that's almost a good tweet. Like, like that's just good comedy. Shaq's known for being quite a funny bugger, right? He, he's, a, he's on a lot of Comedy Central roasts. You'd hope that's a joke. But Flat Earthers are claiming, like, but Shaquille O'Neal agrees. It's like, yeah. <laughs> that dude is nine foot tall, and he's rich because he can dunk. He's not rich because, like, you know what I mean? He's not a scientist. He can throw a ball good. He's... I mean, look, he's probably mainly in the NBA, let's be honest, because he's enormous. Uh, man, his dick is bigger than his brain, for sure. And that's no... That's no disrespect to Shaq. You can just tell he's got a massive dick. Um, he's got big dick energy, and also size 16 feet. Uh, so, Shaq... Foot size. This is going to intimidate the fuck out of me. 23. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 16. Lol. I'm size 12. That was a bad guess. Shaq has size 23 feet. His feet are pretty much double the size of mine. Right? Here's a, I'm going to end on a foot fish website now. But anyway, there's my foot. Imagine double the length of that. Jesus Christ. Um... Alright, we're almost at the end of the podcast. Well, I'll finish off talking about this Flat Earth shit. It just amuses me, man. This, this Flat Earth stuff is... It, it's so fascinating to me. I, and I love... You know what? Credit to these people who are travelling. Uh, because it, it, it's, it's, it's great seeing people passionate about something. People aren't very passionate anymore, you know? I'm only passionate about a few things. But, like, but, you know, whatever. It's good, good on them. Everyone likes different stuff. Do what you want to do. If you want to travel Antarctica to prove yourself wrong, I'm not going to stop you. The reason why they think the Earth is flat, though, if you've never done any like research into the topic, is the general consensus, it says in this article, by flat earthers, is the idea the world is round uh, is a way that NASA can dupe society along with the governments to keep control. I don't know about you, but whenever I see like a globe or a picture of the world taken from a satellite... I'm never like, ooh, feeling a bit controlled. What does that have to do with keeping control? Oh, they're controlling us. They're controlling what we think. It's like, okay. It doesn't bother me. It, that's the thing. If, if it came out and they proved that the Earth, Earth was flat, and I was like, cool. It doesn't affect my life. As long as I can still read Specky McGee and watch reruns of Hannah Montana, I'm going to have a sick weekend. I don't give a fuck what shape the Earth is. Just, like, give me a fucking Tim Tam and a Chucky Milk, and I'm happy. But good on ya, if you care about that shit. Good, good for you, I guess. But, you know, some of us like the simple things in life. And those things you can enjoy in a flat-earth society and a spherical. Is that a word? Spherical? Who cares? Hannah Montana's a good show. <laughs> um... Anyway, so the people think that NASA controlled it and they're like they're photoshopping photos, whatever. Um, Flat Earth Society suggests the space agencies of the world conspire to fake space travel to hide the Earth's biggest secret. 
Who cares? Um, but yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. It, good luck to those people going out there and uh, finding the end of the world. Uh, I hope you find it. For your sake, I hope you find it. Because it'd be goddamn humiliating if you got there and you just found a couple of polar bears and a penguin and they're all like, fuck off, it's round. Get out of here. I mean, that would be... Imagine, like, getting all the way to Antarctica, having your entire life's theory proven wrong by yourself and then having a penguin tell you to fuck off. <laughs> That'd be one of the worst humiliating days of your life. You'd be like, wow, I have no respect for myself. Um, but yeah, that, that's cool. Good luck to those people. Um, I'll be just chilling uh, w with my science over here. <laughs> um, and I know if you've into Flat Earth, I already know you're going to say, but look, cool, I don't care. Um, Alright, let's get out the knock, bust out the knock, it's time for you guys to knock me up. I haven't really checked it. Uh, I've got three more messages. By the way, I'm recording this podcast like only a few days after the last one, just because i got a busy weekend coming up with, uh, i got a bunch of birthday stuff with family and... I've got a bunch of gigs and stuff like that preparing for the comedy festival, so I'm doing this uh, podcast on the Friday. Um, you guys listen to it on the Monday. If you're in Patreon, you'll be hearing it early. Um, so yeah, I've got a few more texts. I've got three more My Name Jeffs. Uh, someone sent, somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me, and then if I scroll down, it's the entire lyrics to All Star by Smash Mouth. So that is riveting content. And then they couldn't fit it in one message because it's a Nokia. So the next text just begins with, Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. I'm, look, I'm not going to read out the whole text. Actually, I can if you want. Um, we can do it on the extended edition maybe one day. I just read the lyrics. Uh, and the other text was, Sorry about ruining the 69 patrons. I feel like I ruined a good thing. Ah. I had 69 people on Patreon, and then someone came in, I'm bloody, gave me money once a month. God damn it, mate. What are you doing? Ugh, so, so mad about that. Um, nah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You're right, we did have a good thing going. Um, but, you know, can't be on 69 forever. Uh, in update with all the stuff for the Patreon, you might have seen a Crowdwork video done. Um... So I've started just filming my shows myself. I'm hopefully going to be able to pay someone in Melbourne to do some of the shows, some of the sold-out ones, like on a weekend or something I might film. Uh, at the moment, I've just been filming the shows myself. Um, and, I, I, man, I hope you guys have been loving it because the quality's shit, and, uh, but I'm really trying to do my best to put out as much stuff. I put, dropped a crowdwork video um, last week, and it went nuts. So thank you guys uh, for doing that. And, again, I feel like if I did take someone on tour with me, that would... Uh, I feel like that's what you guys want, because all, all the best videos on my channel are stand-up, and it's what I'm best at, it's what I do. I've got a gig tonight. I'm going to Frankston tonight. Ugh, so annoying. Um, <laughs> I've never, I, I realise, I don't think I've, like, ever been to Frankston before in Melbourne. Oh, maybe, like, once. I don't really remember it. So, um, yeah, if I don't make it back, this could be the last podcast, so it's been fun. Um, I might just get stranded there, my car will probably get jacked, I'll get stabbed. And I'll be in a gutter going, but at least I got to confess my love for Hannah Montana on the podcast. It was all worth it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, th those are the people who's knocked me up. So, it'd be good to text, 
It'd be good to actually have some actual correspondence next week. The phone number is on the Patreon if you want to ask me a question, life advice, or if you just wanted to send me the lyrics to a Smash Mouth song, you can do it on the knock. <laughs> um, yeah, knock me up. I think maybe we need a theme song for the knock. Maybe it could be like, you know the Veronica's? That song is like, it could be like, knock, knock me up. I want to feel the, um, the vibrate in my pocket. You can knock me up anywhere is good enough. Knock me up. Except if you're in New Zealand. I realise that people overseas can't actually knock me up. And it's a flawed system because it's a sh- and it's an, it's an Australian phone number. But anyway, guys. Um, the Earth's flat. Nothing is real. Bush did 9-11. Um, the Egyptians didn't build the pyramids. It was aliens. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me on... Sorry, not welcome back. Thanks for joining me on the Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, I hope you guys are killing it. Um, Nothing is real, and uh, 42 is the meaning of life. All right, guys, it's been a great chat. I might have attracted a few conspiracy theorists with the name of the the podcast this week, and if you're here, man, I can... You know what? I was actually thinking, and people have suggested to me a lot that occasionally the podcast we could delve into a conspiracy theory. Let me know if that's something you'd want to hear occasionally on the podcast, because I don't know... Look, I'll probably end up just trashing the theory, um, but, man, it's super fun, and, it, and it's super, like, even though I joke about whatever, I don't want people to get offended for what you believe in, because, you know what, man, that's cool. If you think the Earth is flat, then fucking, I also like snow globes, so there's nothing wrong with that, um, and I, I love CDs, I love flat shit, dude, love me some, uh, flat titties, um, what <laughs> I need to end the podcast, guys. What the fuck? Uh, actually, before we end, I'll go through the background. If you're listening, uh, just bear with me for a sec. The A couple of things have changed, because uh, Sharon Kidgel's come in and added some new shit when I was gone from Sydney. I don't know why. She, like, she, she added, like... I, I come back... This is what always happens. I come back to my house, like, after I go away, and Mum just cleans my room when I go. And I was like, why don't you just leave it? Like, why do you care? And she's like, oh, I just, I was looking at it. I was like, close my door. <laughs> if it bothers you that much. She's like, I have to walk past your room every day and there's stuff everywhere. So I just gave it a quick clean. And you know, she spent like an hour doing it because there's new shit. She put a ukulele in the background, which I don't know, maybe we can keep that there. She kept the megaphone. She's put my little memoirs of a white guy uh, canvas thing up on a stool. <laughs> like it, like, like it's having trouble shitting. And she's like, oh, fucking raise it. It's easier, right? <laughs> And then she's put the... This is cool, actually. I like this. This is a good addition. It's my little fat bird um, that someone made. A girl from Adelaide uh, made it to me. Uh, made, made me a fat bird like two years ago. Uh, she was a fan of the podcast. And it was the first ever gift I got from a fan after a show, which is super cool. And I've always kept it. So if she still listens or if she's still a fan, um, then yeah, I've still got your little fat bird. And it's cool. And now it's part of the... Uh, it's like, it's like a homemade knitted fat bird, which is really cool. Um, so I've kept that there. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to like give me shit at the show, you know, I, I might put it in the background. We'll see. If it sucks, I won't. But if it's cool, then you maybe. Um, what else do I have? I just have a lamp there, that you, which you can see. But that's just for my bed. And I've got a little tiger hanging off the lamp. Um, and I also have this little, what's the, oh, I have this little trophy. It's like, this is, this is like the coolest gift I've ever got. Um, and I've never, I don't think I've ever mentioned, mentioned it before. But uh, it's just a stupid gift. It was like this little fake trophy thing uh, that uh, Hamish Blake got for 
uh, Andy once on the radio show on Hamish and Andy. And one time uh, we came back after the um, staff party and Hamish had written like this handwritten note uh, to Lewis and I saying, uh, after that, this was just when they finished radio at the end of 2017 and they said, oh, uh, good luck for the rest of uh, your radio uh, career as well, but I think oh, okay. he was just—he just anyway. It was really cool. I, I came up there because it's like a sentimental thing for me. Because my idol like wrote me a note and uh, gave me a, a really cool uh, just just like gave me a gift and was like, I want you to have this, blah blah blah. So when you look at it, you fucking kill it or whatever. So yeah, that's just a cool thing. That's mainly for me as well. I'm gonna keep it behind the tambourine, but um, yeah. So that's why I have that there. But th- 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 those are all the new additions to the background. All right, guys. Uh. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd love it if you told a friend. We're going to make this podcast the biggest podcast in Australia. Maybe not, but we're going to try. Um, and, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. The uh, it, It's up on Spotify, YouTube. You listen to the audio. You can actually watch the full video podcast if you didn't know that. Uh, follow me on Instagram, guys. We are almost... I want to get to 1,000 followers on Memoirs of a White Guy on Instagram. I'm going to be... I'm posting regular clips every week from the podcast. I'm posting memes that you guys send in. Just all podcast-related content because I can't keep posting about the podcast on my actual Instagram because people are just like... Not everyone listens to it. So, uh, yeah, man. If you want to keep up with the podcast during the week, follow it on Instagram. Join the Memoirs of a White Guy podcast Facebook group and let's make this shit pop. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you at a show. Melbourne Comedy Festival starts this week. Tambourine tour. Get down. I meet everyone after the shows. It's going to be like the most fun three weeks ever. I'm super keen. So, uh, yeah, let's do it, Melbourne. Get around me. You guys have been very kind to me in the past. So, hopefully, it goes well again. Um, yeah, and I just want to say thank you to everyone else who's got a ticket to the tour so far. This is my dream. Uh, and you guys are making it a reality, which is the coolest shit in the world. So, yeah, thanks to everyone for supporting me on Patreon as well. Um, I've got the... Uh, so, like, I've ordered the new microphone. I don't know when it's going to come. And then when it comes, hopefully, I'll have a little stand and it can come to shot. And then I'll have a buddy Joe Rogan mic and I'll look profesh as fuck. So next time when I talk about Hannah Montana, man, I'm going to be talking about Hannah Montana in a $700 microphone. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week. I'll see you at the shows.